Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. Robert here along with Dustin, as always. Guys, you know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. And the truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. My bookie's a great partner of the Guys and Ties podcast. Remember, when you're betting, it's just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Enter promo code TIES, T-I-E-S. Tell them the guys in TIES sent you. All right, Dustin, let's get this going. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin. We got Rob here. You heard his voice clearly for the first time in like a month because we are together again. It's wonderful. It's been a while. How you been, Rob? It's been great, man. Yeah, no, we were talking about this. This is the uh, the first time we've done a face-to-face, in-person recording since the day after we beat Purdue. We're just busy people, mostly Rob, but Dustin, uh, Dustin I, I have a weird too. schedule. He I have travels a, schedule. a lot. Yeah. I traveled a little bit. You know, yeah. I'm getting crushed at work. We were at the final four and then we didn't see each other role. for a long time. So, but we're back together and, you know, we just won the national championship. Rob, did you forget that? No, no. I, I was showing Dustin my new uh, memorabilia. Rob you has know, like pictures on the wall. Rob has like 10 different things from the championship. My parents would be sad to know that I struggled to hang up my picture right now. <laughs> I, I like went back and forth. It fell once. I scraped the paint, uh, but it's up now. Good. So it looks good. The frame is chipped in only two places, <laughs> but you can't tell by looking at it. Uh, but yeah, no, we're we're national champions, baby. We're good, national but champions. but the no reason why we should know that because this podcast we're going to talk about football, which I know Rob is excited about. A lot of football news coming out recently with the NFL draft and also the spring game, and then also some recent transfers and late signings. So That's right. let's dive right into it, Rob. What do you want to talk about first? I mean, let's let's talk some spring football, man. Yes, sir. I, I feel like that's the easy place to start. You know, it's it's almost not fair to the guys on the football team because you know they came off in an eight and five season, and we didn't talk about them at all during spring practice because right. basketball was on their way to winning. It was the like the peak, the peak, yeah. It was like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's practice number thirteen of fifteen. <laughs> that's right, spring football is going on. Yeah. Uh, so spring football has concluded now. Mm-hmm. We had our spring game Saturday and. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how many people were there. You couldn't really tell on TV, but I'm glad football 
is back or was back and now we can at least talk about it a little bit uh and a lot of storylines to follow man a lot of storylines and i think the big one is bryce perkins this season yeah and he yeah i wonder why yeah i wonder why <laughs> he's in every i think 24 7 just came out with a list top 25 quarterbacks of the season mm-hmm. this coming season he's on there you know behind trevor lawrence he might be the best quarterback in the acc right now i think it's a clear one too with trevor lawrence up front and then bryce perkins second i i just there's no one really else left yeah well, there's there's dark horse contenders that could rise, right. but maybe not any proven people that are there. Okay. But Bryce Perkins had had a so-so spring game. Mm-hmm. So-so. I'll say he's coming back from his pinky injury. He looked, I think, more confident, and I think looked better. I think he had more power on the ball. I think he looked better throwing the ball deep downfield, and that was one thing I was surprised about, how often they threw it deep. But mm-hmm. not the best spring game. Missed some open receivers, but... The story of the spring game was the defense. And then, yeah. Dustin, I don't know how much you saw of the spring game. Um, I saw none of it. None of it? I, none okay. of it. I was traveling. Well, I, I tweeted at Virginia Sports TV, hey, where can I find a stream of the spring game? This was at, like, noon for a 1 o'clock you spring res- game. You got a response? No, I did not get a response, oh. sadly. But I found it on Watch ESPN. <laughs> I had no idea oh, it, was it was on Watch ESPN. It was on ESPN? Yeah, no, it was on Watch wow. ESPN. I, know, I was literally like, oh, maybe there's, like, a 2% chance it's on here. And, you know. It was. Okay. So I watched it. Tony Covington, you know, given the color announcement. and But, I mean, I feel like the big thing we got to talk about is the defense this year because mm-hmm. the offense, and we'll talk about this, the offense is going to replace a lot of pieces. And I think... It's like repl- Bri- Bryce Perkins and some change. Yeah, well, it's like... I think on defense we lost some bigger names, but I think the bigger impact will be the guys we lost on offense. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing. I think with some of those, there's an opportunity to get better, but others matter you know i think there's an opportunity to get better at running back Mm -hmm. i think losing alameda zacchaeus is going to hurt a lot more than people realize i think so um but i think let's start with the defense i think the defense was the absolute story of the spring game you know the offense came back a little bit in the second half and whatever weird scoring system bronco (laughs) mendenhall uses but a lot of their comeback was you know behind the arm of lindell stone which i might be able to throw a ball with as much power as lindell stone Uh not actually but uh, his balls kind of look like Peyton Manning's out there, um, as far as arm strength goes. But uh, so you know, the defense dominated the day. That's what we're getting at. And I, I think the biggest thing to me is even without so many starters on defense, without the starting safeties, without some guys on the defensive line, the identity was there. You know, just like basketball, you talk about identity. You have the defense. You have, you know, this year the offense. I think was a big part of why we won the championship, but. One thing with Tony Bennett's teams, you know you're always going to get is the defense, the physicality. Mm-hmm. And obviously different on the football field than it is on the basketball court, but the defense showed up today. Not yeah. today, but over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. And they looked really good, man. They they looked physical. They looked fast. Even the guys who were there this spring, the guys who should still be high school seniors, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, the Chalmers, those guys, they looked physical. They looked fast. I was really excited watching that defense. Yeah, I, I think, well, you know, Tony's back line is legendary, but I think Broncos defense is not something to scoff at. It's physical. They play tough, and they play fast, and they're ready to go. And, you know, we lost a lot of great people, Tim Harris, Juan Thornhill, mm-hmm. but we got some we got some ballers returning, and I'm excited to see them in action when the fall starts because they're ready to go, and they're ready to hit some people. They're ready to show that they're here. Yeah. No, I mean, like, when the guys with the big names, like, showed out, mm-hmm. you know, 
Bryce Hall intercepted Bryce Perkins on the mm-hmm. first series. You know, Jordan Mack had a pick six. You know, the guys who you're used to talking about had good games, but there were also guys that, you know, guys who need to step into a role this season that uh, that really, really looked good. You know, at safety, I'm excited to see what Chris Moore can do. Devontae mm-hmm. Cross, you know, he played well. At corner, Nick Grant played well. Haskins mm-hmm. Smith played well. And, you know, and the linebacker group, you know, it looks like Rob, I was always hoping uh, Zane Zandier was going to come out as the number two linebacker. Mm-hmm. It looks like Rob Snyder is going to be that guy, at least yeah. right now. But he looked good. He looked good in coverage, which is always my biggest concern with him, was coverage, not so much the run game. But there were just guys that were showing flashes, and they were fast, they were physical, they were long. You could see the size, you could see the strength. And I was really encouraged watching that. And, of course, I think normally at this point in the season, the defense is ahead of the offense. That's generally how spring football works. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, to me, like, that was my big takeaway from the spring game, is the offense has a little bit of a ways to go. They're still figuring things out, which we'll talk about in just one sec, but mm-hmm. the defense has an identity. Yeah, well, and I'm I, glad to see it. I think I, I think from year to year, it's a little bit easier to keep the defense going because they keep roughly the same packages and the same stuff. I mean, I, mean, I don't know a ton about football coaching, but I think that the defense, you know, once you've got the guys in the system, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to process. But the, with the football, I mean, you got to build that chemistry with passing, running backs, mm-hmm. center, offensive line chemistry it's all it's all a little funky and so if it doesn't all click it can sometimes look bad Mm -hmm. so i and from what you're saying it didn't look bad it's just a little little off and of course the running backs couldn't run or sorry the quarterbacks couldn't run run. the quarterbacks couldn't run which is a you know big part of the offense Mm -hmm. bryce perkins is second leading rusher on the team last year can't run the ball and he's you take out his negative yards he's a thousand yard rusher right yeah so I, i think it's 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 tough to judge the offense based on this game, mm-hmm. and I don't think that we should take anything away from it other than that, you know, it was nice to have a spring game finally. Mm-hmm. I think there were a lot of people who showed out, which was great. I wish I could have gone, but I don't think there's anything positive to take away from it. Or negative. Yeah. There's definitely positives to take away. Yeah. Negative but things, I don't think we can... You can't read too much into the no, negatives. Exactly. Because it's all, it's all handicapped. Yeah. But offensively yeah you know Bryce Perkins he was able to run a little bit if it was wide open but you know he wasn't able to run same with Brendan Armstrong he Mm -hmm. wasn't able to run um and I think that contributed to the fact that there were so many deep throws because normally you know you can run a read option or you can give the quarterback the option whether to hand it off or to throw it and Mm -hmm. based on how the corner plays that you can throw a quick slant you can throw a quick curl and with that quarterback running threat kind of out of the picture, you weren't able to have those option routes. So I think a lot of the action naturally went downfield. And mm-hmm. downfield, Bryce Perkins did miss some throws. And, you know, to credit Robert and I, you know, I don't think he was throwing anything too complicated out there. But receivers right. were open downfield. You don't have Joe Reed. You know, Cease Dubois is more of a physical guy than downfield guy. Terrell Janna is a guy that... Maybe he does something this year. I tell you, Brennan Armstrong threw him a laser mm-hmm. on one of the last passes of the game for like a 60-yard touchdown. Nice. But Jana looks like he has more size this year. Looks like he has more speed. Mm-hmm. And these sophomore receivers, your Tavares Kellys, your Billy Kemp, who were kind of the opposite. You know, Bronco, you know, we'll talk about these transfers here in a second too. Mm-hmm. All these transfers, all the new guys are big physical receivers, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". The sophomore class is all small. You know, they're 5'8", mm-hmm. 5'9", 5'10". So that's a little interesting, but, you know, Tavares Kelly had a nice catch and run. 
the running backs, you know, they're without PK Kyer right mm-hmm. now. He had a concussion throughout the spring. You know, Wayne Tuilapapa is the leader in the backfield right now. What do you what do you think of that? What do you think of Tuilapapa? Because I honestly had no idea who he was until he was named the starter, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. This guy sounds awesome. <laughs> what is he like? I mean, he's he's small, so he's five nine. He's bigger, you know. He's around two hundred pounds, but I don't know. The thing is, is like I haven't really seen him, you know, kind of break a tackle. And the more I see this offense, the more I wonder how many open field opportunities there will ever be for these running backs. Mm-hmm. But my big thing with running backs is I like explosive plays. Yeah. I like guys who are fast, who have wiggle, who can get outside the tackles and make plays. And you know, Jordan Ellis wasn't that. Jordan Ellis was effective in his role, yeah. Um, but he wasn't that guy. PK Kyer was, you know, deemed as the heir apparent, but mm-hmm. he had a concussion. We never really saw him. You know, Lamont Atkins hasn't really picked up this offense, at least in the way that the other guys have. Chris Sharp is good that he's back for a fifth year, and to his credit, he had like a seventy-yard run that he looked really good on. But mm-hmm. he's not going to be the starting running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, Mike Collins, the wild card too, but. So all of that to say, there's a lot of different running back options out there, and it's good that Wayne showed some consistency, but you know we just haven't really seen him much. I think he's decently fast. I don't think he's you know a burner. I think he's got more wiggle to him than Jordan Ellis does, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's ever going to juke a safety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still very much in the air. And the thing that's interesting about running back is, depending on how the running back battle plays out, we'll have a significant effect on how this offense ultimately looks yeah because whether it's more of a speed guy you know whether it's a bigger guy like Kyer, whether it's someone kind of in the middle like wayne you know mike collins i I think he's going to get carries this season but i don't know if he's going to be getting a lot of carries day one Mm -hmm. um i don't know it's it's a really interesting bat i don't have anything to say one way or the other kind of about Wayne just because we haven't seen him much and he only had a couple carries in the spring game yeah I think I think it'll be interesting to see like when when the season gets closer what actually happens and who comes out front is Kyer still the still the one who we think is going to be the heir to Ellis or Mm -hmm. is it Tula Papa who gets the first carries on against Pitt so I think we're going to see more of that as the season gets closer, I think we're going to see what actually happens. And if Kyer can get over his concussion, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what could happen. Maybe we could just have a two-headed monster in the backfield with Perkins, which would be great. Yeah. No, I mean, it's going to—it's all big. Like, whoever is the running back end has a big effect on what this offense is going to look like, how the right. play designs are going to look like. Right. It's really interesting. And, you know, the receivers—we'll talk about receivers now. Virginia announced today—today today is Tuesday—that— you know, they have two receivers, grad transfers coming in. One, uh, Dejon Brissett, we knew yesterday. He's from Richmond. I really like him. I was mm-hmm. tweeting about him. I really like him. Another guy, uh, Terrell Chapman's coming in from Arizona State. He was the same recruiting class as Bryce Perkins at Arizona State, which okay. is interesting. Uh, never really had a lot of success at Arizona State. Didn't see the field too often. Didn't haul in a lot of catches. So mm-hmm. we'll see what he can do. But. I think he's 6'4". He's a big guy. Brissett's 6'2", also a pretty big guy, but he's fast. He's a burner. He's a potential option in the return game, too, mm-hmm. um, which could be interesting. Throw a new wrinkle in there. Yeah. But Brissett is the guy out of these two I'm most interested in because A, his speed, and B, his production. And it was at Richmond, yes, but Richmond beat Virginia, what was it, two, three years ago? Yeah, you know, it wasn't that ago. long ago. And he was catching balls from Kyle Aletta. Uh, he's on... He was on the Giants, at least before they drafted Daniel Jones, R.I.P. Uh, but <laughs> Poor Giants. 
Uh, no, listen, Deshaun Brissett's played some real football, and he'll come back for a fifth year uh, at UVA. He's a little interesting because he committed to Illinois originally, transferred, said he was going to transfer to Illinois. He's played high school ball there after growing up in Canada, but this guy's the real deal as far as production goes. He had almost 300 yards through three games last year before he broke his ankle. 2017, 63 catches for 896 yards and seven touchdowns, all CAA first team. I'm excited about this guy because mm-hmm. I think at receiver, we were going to miss Alameda Zacchaeus a lot. Yeah. Like, I like to see Stupois possession guy. He's not a big play guy. Joe Reed can be a big play guy, but has been so inconsistent throughout his career. You know, half his production last year came in the final two or three games. And then we're counting on guys like Tavares Kelly, who had opportunities and dropped them, you know, literally and figuratively last year. Billy Kemp's unproven. So I think these are big additions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if you've been able to see these guys, Dustin, but I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts on them or just the wide receiver group in general. I, I think that with Zacchaeus last year, we had a veteran and we had someone who knew the offense and we had someone who was able to thrive in the offense because of his big playability and just how well he, you know, he had some drops. I think drops was probably his biggest fallback, mm-hmm. but he had pretty good hands when he was in the end zone. So with without him, I think there's definitely some uncertainty with the wide receiver group. And I know we have Jana coming back. I know we have Dubois coming back. And But we didn't see a lot of them last year. I think Dubois is probably the veteran in that locker room now mm-hmm. with the wide receiver group. And I like that. I like his style. I like his attitude. I like how physical he is. But he, once again, as you said earlier, he's not a guy who's going to burn someone for 60 yards. He's someone who is a good, you know, 15, 20 yard in the end zone kind of guy. Mm -hmm. So he's also a possession receiver. Get to the chains, catch the ball, fall down. You know, he's not going to burn. He's not going to juke out anyone and get three extra yards. So I think it'll be interesting to see who steps up if maybe one of these transfers comes in and you know, gets a lot of playing time. I think Dubois is going to be big. I think, I think Jan, I like what I saw from Jana last year in his limited time. I hope that he gets some more run because he's fast mm-hmm. and uh, he seems to have good hands. So, yeah, no, I'm yeah. way more excited about Jana after the spring game. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me if, du- if Dubois is the number one receiver and Jana ends up being the second leading receiver because okay. Joe Reed can be so hit or miss. Yeah. He's so hit or miss. And yeah. Some games he looks great, and other games you're like, where was he? Yeah. You know, speaking, we we talked about Alameda Zacchaeus a little bit. That's probably a good enough transition into the draft. Yeah. So Alameda Zacchaeus, one of a couple undrafted guys. The drafted guys, Juan Thornhill, second round. It blows, We hadn't had a second round pick since Razai Dowling, second round of the yeah. Patriots 2011. How did that work out? Not good. Pretty bad. Not good. Yeah, but I think, I think Juan Thornhill's a little bit different. He's a playmaker, man. Yeah. Razai Dowling was always that guy that had, you're like, oh, he could be really good, really yeah. talented, but never, even at UVA, he was always hurt. Big big name, couldn't really fill it. Yeah. I mean, but, if you're not making it with the Patriots. You but know. Juan Thornhill, Juan Thornhill's a ball hawk. He's able to get to the ball. He, he's able to jam up his receivers. He's able to stay with them, too, if they try and outrun him. I think he's going to have a really good role with the Chiefs. I, I don't, I have no idea what their backfield looks like, mm-hmm. what their secondary looks like. But hopefully he can carve out some playing time, and hopefully we'll see him next year. Yeah. No, I mean, he's too talented a player, and he's so versatile, too. Mm-hmm. You know, 
if he has to play special teams, I think yeah. he'll be terrific at it. He's I, I, great in coverage, corner and, and safety. Yeah, he can move to safety, too. And he can tackle. Yeah. You know, he's best at safety. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they drafted him with the intention of safety, but I'm sure they could slide him down to nickel corner if yeah. they needed him, too. Yeah. So versatile. Tim Harris is the other guy. You know, are we DBU now? Are we DBU? <laughs> Did we take that from Virginia Tech? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Tim Harris is our other guy who gets drafted. Took him six years mm-hmm. to have half of a good season. Yeah. But got drafted. So he good, good for him. Season. Sixth round of the 49ers. And you know, Tim Harris is always the guy who was like, oh my gosh, he's going to give up the big play. And, you know, he had some times in his career where he did give up big plays. And But it's it's good to see him get drafted. It's good to see him finally make it. You know, after all the time that he's been hurt and on the sideline and watching other people do well and mm-hmm. in his spot, in his role, he was able to carve out a moment for him. And he did really well last season when yeah. he needed to. So um wish he could have, you know, got that touchdown versus Virginia Tech in the, <laughs> in the first half. But besides that, I think he had a really good season. And, you know, we're going to miss him. And all the best to him because, it, you know, late round picks don't always make it. Um, so I hope he can carve out a role either as in the secondary or on special teams or maybe on the yeah. practice squad. I mean, to run a four three four forty, which is what Tim Harris ran, mm-hmm. and get chased down by the Virginia Tech quarterback, I'll mm-hmm. never understand. I think he was I'll hurt. I'll never understand that. I think he was hurt. I, he played He played through a lot of injuries during yeah. his career. And that's the thing about college athletics, too, is you don't have kind of the access or the... Uh, you know, the open book that the NFL is as far as injuries go, you know, that's not as transparent. So like, I know his broken wrist was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't miss an entire season on a broken wrist unless it's really, really bad. So he is, he obviously went through a lot. Um, So awesome to see him get drafted. Awesome to see him in the NFL. And then undrafted guys, Alameda Zacchaeus. Alameda Zacchaeus is honestly my favorite UVA offensive player probably since Marcus Higgins Mm -hmm. like that guy was so much fun to watch he was fast he was quick and I was shot not that a 4-4-5 is a bad 40 time which is about what he ran Mm -hmm. it's not that it's a slow 40 time but I'm shocked it wasn't faster and I think that played a big part in why he didn't get drafted is because he didn't have those you know numbers that popped off the charts he always seemed faster than than that yeah or maybe he's just quick yeah I mean he's He's got some wiggle to him, and you mm-hmm. can see it on his tape. We've seen it in person for four years. I mean, listen, I haven't seen a faster UVA football player than Alamade Zacchaeus in a long time, mm-hmm. you know, just based on the eye test. So I don't know. That might have played a role while he wasn't drafted. Anyway, he ended up at the Atlanta Falcons, so Kurt Benkert will be throwing him balls over the summer. Nice. It's kind of cool to get them back together. And Matt Schaub still and there. And Matt Schaub. Somehow. You know, 15 years later. <laughs> It's amazing. He's still in the league. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, Chris Peace goes to the Chargers. Get to see if he can uh, fight out for a role. We'll see how that goes. Jordan Ellis ends up signing with the Bengals. He could be just like Cedric Pierman was. Yeah. You know, nothing, uh, Cedric Pierman, I think, was a better college back. But Jordan Ellis, I could see him as a great special teams guy. Cedric great kind Pierman of had a good career with the Bengals, yeah. man. I mean, he, he was a special situation back. I mean, he he was there. How long was he there for? Like, I feel I felt like ten years or something. At least I would say. God, when did he leave UVA? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, ten years. I think it's safe to say, almost at least. Which you know, for a running back, is a lot longer than the average career in the NFL. Yeah. Not that he was taking a lot of carries, but he was their special teams captain for yeah. a number of years. And then uh, other undrafted guys, Evan Butt signs late. 
he goes to the Cardinals. He was always one of the guys that I wish was utilized more, mm-hmm. and that'll be interesting to see in this year's offense, the big storylines. You know, Tanner Cowley, he's a senior. But then also the guys moving over to tight end. You know, we got the guy who was uh, Grant Mish. He was a linebacker and defensive end last year. He's moving to tight end. Mm-hmm. We had the guy who left the team for a year. He's moving back to tight end. So we'll see what Evan Butts can do. Yeah. And then, uh, shoot, who am I missing? I'm missing someone who signed a free agent deal. Uh, Alameda, Chris Peace. Applefield. Applefield. Applefield went to the Ravens. Look so, at me. No more football go. than Rob. <laughs> I knew I was missing somebody. <laughs> uh, so a good, honestly, great weekend for Virginia football. You know, get a guy in the second round, get another guy drafted, and get a lot of people who have a shot to prove something. And that's what you need a lot of the times. You know, like look at Rodney Rodney McLeod. He wasn't drafted. He ended up on a great team. Uh, a lot, or uh, Taquan Mizell wasn't drafted. He's still in the league. I don't know. It's a good weekend, man. It's a mm-hmm. good weekend for Virginia football. Virginia Tech also didn't have anyone drafted. That feels good. Uh, not to compare our programs because <laughs> they still own us until we beat them. But uh, this is the year. Sign man. of the times. This is the year. Sign of the times. That's it. That's it. I still can't talk about the game last <laughs> year, man. I, I still. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I still feel bad. But anyway, I think that you know it's good to see that some guys are getting the chance to. Not only get drafted, but sign these un, undrafted free agent deals. And there's so many spots open in the NFL and on you know the the practice squad too. So mm-hmm. hopefully they get some some chances. Hopefully they're able to make some money off of that. And uh, if not, I wish them the best and hope that they do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to talk about with football, Rob? Last bit of news we gotta we gotta address: four-star offensive line yes. commitment, Jimmy Crist. Big boy. That is official as of tonight. Um, Wednesday. No, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It all runs together. It man. all runs together. It all run- it's, it's Tuesday. It's Monday, and then it's Friday, and then it's <laughs> Monday again. And uh, anyway, Jimmy Crist, a uh, younger brother of uh, current UVA defensive lineman Tommy Crist. Jimmy Crist, four-star offensive line commit out of Dominion High School in Sterling, Northern Virginia. To me, there's two big things with this. Maybe three big things. One, he's a terrific player, a four-star mm-hmm. player. And B, he's in state. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that matters almost as much as the fact that he's a good player to start yeah. winning big guys in state. Mm-hmm. And the big thing with him is obviously he's a four-star guy. He's a four-star guy who got a lot of hype. Yeah. He had offers from Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida, Miami, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Stanford. And others, you mm-hmm. know, this guy was sought after, and you know, maybe maybe the fact that there were so many injuries on our defensive line, and his brother Tommy had to play a lot down the stretch, mm-hmm. maybe that played a part. Maybe it didn't. One way or another, we're getting a good offensive line commitment. This is for the class of twenty twenty. Yeah. So I'm excited about this, man. This is new news, and this is big news. You know, it, it's funny that you keep saying he's big, big news, big deal, because he's a big guy. He's six seven, two eighty, <laughs> and. uh He's a tank man, so I'm excited to see him on the line, and hopefully in a few years he's bulked up some more, mm-hmm. or maybe not. I don't know. It, football's weird, you know. You got like really short people who get really big, mm-hmm. or really tall people who are really skinny. Yeah. So I, I uh, not sure what what's gonna happen with him, but he's big, and uh, this is a big deal, and it's good to have you know a really good recruit come to us. Mm-hmm. And it's a good foundation for the 2020 class. We yeah. already have a couple guys committed. Most of them are kind of hiring three-star guys. So it was good to get a four-star in there. And, you know, we're coming off a class that 
depending on the recruiting service, had at least one four-star in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, others say it had three or four four-star guys in it. Yeah. So the off, the offensive line, A, it's good to get a good player in there. Mm-hmm. And B, just as a general, you know, we're getting back. You know, we didn't have a four-star recruit until this class. I think 2015 was the last class we had a four-star recruit before this one. So, mm-hmm. man, football... It, Obviously, it's nowhere near basketball's level no, right now. No, but it's but getting there. The standard and the expectations are getting. When's there. the natty gonna come, man? Oh my god! <laughs> hey, so for Jimmy Christ, we beat out schools such as Clemson, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Tennessee, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Just and I don't know. I don't know. Who's. I, and you know, I don't know who, how much they recruited him. Stanford. Mm-hmm. But, but this goes to show that you know people are starting to want to play for Bronco, and yeah. that and you know he's built the program up. We, we keep talking about the culture, and you know for for three years it was like <laughs> we're building the culture, we're getting there, we're getting there, and now we're here. We like mm-hmm. got the culture set. It's time to start winning. We won last year. It felt good. It's time to build on that. Get better recruits. Get better. We got to beat Tech eventually. Yeah. <laughs> win the Coastal. Win the ACC. Win the national championship. And that, that's the thing about this football season that's coming up is it's so much more business as usual, mm-hmm. it feels like. And Cavs Corner actually had a really great article about this. Is that for so many years, it's like, oh, new quarterback this mm-hmm. year. Oh, new coach this year. Or, oh, 2-10 season. What does right. the team look like? Right. You know, there's not like a major storyline this no. year. It's kind of just like, oh, Virginia was pretty good last year. Yeah. Let's we, see if they can be better we, this year. We won a bowl game last year. Schedule looks good. Yeah. Let's go out and win those games, man. And everyone, I, on, I've i not seen a practice aside from the spring game, which I saw on TV, but all the media guys who have been in the spring practices keep talking about how this is, you know, just like a more business-like mindset. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no learning. There's no people doing up-downs because they can't get on in the field, right? right. You know, it's kind of hopefully the same expectations that have always been there. It's just the guys know them. And this mm-hmm. culture and the standard is set, which makes everything better better and yeah. you got some good players on this team man bryce hall is going to be potentially a first round pick mm-hmm. jordan mack don't sleep on jordan mack man that dude right. i think that dude is going to be the second guy drafted from this team next year almost killed mack. daniel jones a couple of years ago r.i.p man so <laughs> but i think with that i think it's time to give some yells any yells you want to give rob yeah i mean i guess to the our nfl draft boys you yeah. know we already touched on it man but the nfl draft is I love the NFL draft because mm-hmm. it's like where college and pro sports kind of like intersect, mm-hmm. and I just think it's so much fun. So yeah. let's give it to Juan Thornhill, man. Juan Thornhill was a great player at UVA, a guy that I wish if we had depth in the secondary, he would have played safety for probably three years. He only mm-hmm. got to play safety really one year, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a good player. He can, you know, people call him the best ball hawk in the draft. He mm-hmm. might be. He can play the run too, which I don't think a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So let's give it to Juan Thornhill, man. Yeah. What about you? I was going to say George Welsh, George Welsh, the George Welsh uh, celebration of life happened at JPJ mm-hmm. this past weekend. And uh, he he died a, a while ago, but they just get, they got all the fo- a bunch of his former players and coaches to come back. Uh, it looked like a great time. I saw some of the pictures. I, I read some of the uh, some of the articles about it. It seemed really good. So uh, shout out to George Welsh. And he, he made Virginia great once, and I hope that Bronco can do it again and just get us back to that level where we're consistently, you know, the best, one of the best in the country. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that, I think that's it for today. So thank you for listening to the Guys and Ties podcast. This has been Dustin and Rob. It's good to be back. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Guys and Ties Pod. Make sure to follow us on Podbean and iTunes if you want to keep listening to us. Follow us on Snapchat and uh, Instagram as well. To give, we have give, some bonus content this week. We, oh, we did? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't part of that, but Rob was. And uh, if you want to see that, go on over to Instagram. Give, give Rob something to do. And uh, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Go Who's, baby. Go Who's. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.